So welcome to the Investment Cuddle, episode 20. I'm Gary, and I'm here with... Philip. No, Keith. And Keith. And Keith. Oh, and, and um, Keith. Great, thank you. And Keith. So today, oh, no. and Keith. And Keith. Oh, okay. And Keith. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Come on, get, pull yourself together, Philip. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about technology stocks. Philip, do you want to kick us off? What, what, what is a technology stock? Well, it's actually not that easy to define when you look at some of them out there, but it's usually referred to as any company that's involved in the technology sector, which generally is involved in semiconductors or computer hardware or computer software or things that are loosely attached to any of those other things. Okay. And so how do we, how do we buy that? sector is there is there a a product where we can you know i'm thinking like an index or something is there a way of buying that the biggest one historically was in america and it was a nasdaq that's used to be tech heavy because it was mainly tech companies that's used to um uh, list on there in the uk there is the tech sector of the um FTSE, and there's a tech sector of the aim we all turn to investment market on the London Stock Exchange. And Germany also has a tech sector in the DAX tech. But they're generally quite small compared to the NASDAQ. Okay. And Keith, is there, a, I think there's an ETF for technology stocks in, the, in America. Is that right? The XLK. So what if we're going to buy the XLK? What are we, what are we buying? Is this, is this what... Um, people call the the fang stocks is that is that what's in xlk there's one of the a's of the fangs Sorry. and an a and an n no uh, so the top the top two holdings of the xlk are apple and microsoft at around 20 percent each currently uh the third largest holding uh in the xlk is visa at around four percent and it's probably worth noting that the xlk it's only the tech companies that are listed in the Standard and Poor 500. So these are big companies. And that's why you probably find certain other companies not there because they're listed on the NASDAQ. Right. So we've got, but I mean, they're, the ones Keith's just taken us through there, they're, ha- well, household names to me anyway. You know, Apple, Microsoft, Visa. I guess the one that I'm not so familiar with is NVIDIA. Yes, they are a semiconductor designer. They don't actually manufacture their uh, their computer chips, but they predominantly make graphics cards for um, games. That is their main source of their business, although they're now branching out into accelerated computer processing units to help with AI and data centers. So so if you're a gamer and you're into computer games, uh, you'll know about NVIDIA because they're the number one graphics card chip manufacturer you'll find they're not the one that's in your PlayStation or Xbox, but they're the chip that powers the Wii products, the Wii Switch. Okay. And aren't they the people that bought the British chip designing company, Arm, not that long ago? Well, they're the ones trying to. They may not be allowed to if you hear some of the rumours going on, but they're the ones trying to buy them from um, SoftBank of Japan. Okay. So that doesn't really cover all the fangs then, does it, in terms of Facebook, 
Apple, no. Netflix, and Google. We've we've got Apple in there. There's no Facebook in the top ten. There's no Netflix. There's no Google. So where are these guys if they're not in the XLK ETF? Well, Facebook part of the Nasdaq 100 Nasdaq index. Right. So the, okay. So you would say the Nasdaq contains a lot of tech stocks. Um, yes. It's- the the tech ETF XLK doesn't contain any of the NASDAQ stocks. No, it's only the stocks that are part of the S&P 500 that are in the tech sector. Right. So we probably needed to understand if there's a, if there's an XLK version of the NASDAQ, but I'm guessing there probably, there probably, is. probably is an ETF. It's called some Triple sort. Q, isn't it? Triple Q, isn't it? NASDAQ 100 is Triple Q. Yes. There's another ETF that you can get at some of these other stocks through the Nasdaq, so that's so. Where's Netflix then? Is that in the Nasdaq? Netflix is also Nasdaq, right? And so is Google, I guess. They're no, you might find Google isn't, but again, the other one is Microsoft is not is on Nasdaq, but it's part of the S and P five hundred. The S and P five hundred isn't just the New York Stock Exchange, but they have certain float rules that exclude that make Facebook and Netflix barred, such as their uh, liquidity reasons. There's not enough flu photo right. of the stock. There's, there's lots of nuances okay. around that. Yeah, so we're just looking at Alphabet. Ticker for that is Goog. Yes, yeah, Nasdaq. G-O-O-G. And that's that's also on the Nasdaq. So actually yeah. the fangs are split split across S&P 500. Yeah, and not all of them are in the S&P 500, yeah. No. So you'd have to go across. To get, to get exposure to them, you'd have to go across... Or look at a different ETF, yeah. Indexes, <laughs> or yeah, look at look at a different ETF that's got more of, of what you're looking at there. But so we've we've talked a little bit about the sort of let's say so called <clears throat> famous fang stocks. If we look at other technology stocks, then you know the likes of Alibaba is that a tech stock? It would be considered like Google, like Alphabet, but for China. Right. Okay. Ah, so the. QQQ's got Apple in it, mm. Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Alphabet, Facebook. So that's a mix then, isn't it? Yeah, but that's NASDAQ 100, which is the 100 biggest companies on the NASDAQ market, regardless of sector. Right. Sorry, go on, Keith. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say that there's uh, there must be something else that qualifies because um, by market cap, I think Alibaba would be in there, but it's not. There's there's lots of different rules like what is and what isn't allowed in some of these things. Yeah, it's not necessarily totally clear uh, list uh, what the requirements are. Mm. The QQQ looks like a good option to get most of what I'd class as the top technology stocks. Certainly, when you look at the top ten, they've got Apple, Alphabet, Facebook, or Alphabet, Google, Facebook. Um, they don't have Netflix, but, but maybe just that Netflix isn't in the top ten. There. So I, just that looks like a good a good option if you're trying to get access to those. I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've looked at that. So when you think about technology stocks, then are the likes of you know I mean t- Tesla is is already covered in the QQQ there, but the likes of Tesla. Peloton, Uber, Just Eat, these kind of companies, are they 
actually technology companies? That's a very good point. Because you could argue, I mean, some of the things when they talk about Visa and PayPal, they're not really tech companies. They're just electronic money transfer. But it's been said, well, that makes it a tech company because it's electronic based. Uber's often been said that it's just basically a taxi hailing company with a screen. It's, it has suffers all the same problems of all the taxi hailing companies anyway. Peloton is basically just a iPad stuck to an exercise bike, but its basic business model is no different to a gym, a physical gym. But because they've got a fancy looking exercise bike, it makes it a tech company. So you do have to be careful that people aren't just jumping onto a bandwagon because um, it's got a good name. An example was back, say, six, seven years ago, and there was a bit of the alternative um, Bitcoin repl- uh, alternatives uh, for initial coin offerings. A bus company called Kodak, somebody bought the name to the company and started a Kodak coin just to jump in on a bandwagon. You mean Kodak as the film or the company camera? Yes. So uh, from that then, Philip, are you alluding to the fact that these companies are doing normal activities, but to get promoted, they're jumping on a technology bandwagon? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. But I question that their business model isn't that different to their non-supposed tech rivals. Peloton being the best example. I am suspicious of their business case that makes them a tech company and makes their business model that much different from a normal physical gym that warrants them being considered a tech company, really. Yeah, but I mean, if you take that principle, you turn around and say Tesla are a car company, Just Eat are a food delivery service, Peloton are a exercise gym type company, Uber are a taxi company, which, you know, they're all reasonable things to be done, right? Yeah, but if the tech side of it isn't actually radically changing your business model so that you can make more money and actually undercut and still make profits or the competition, then you're just you're just on a bandwagon, in my opinion. Yeah, but come on, do you know what this made me think of? And this might be a slight a slight um, rabbit hole. But have you ever seen the film Love Actually? No. So it was out. It was out about two thousand. Um, written it's by got him in it that I can't stand. That's all I know. Well, it's good. And who's that? Martin McCutcheon. No, that's not the one I can't stand. It's him who plays she's the Prime Minister. Oh, Hugh Grant. No, she's not. Yeah, exactly, him. You can't be mentioned. No, I can't stand him. Hugh Pugh, Barney McGrew, Cuthbert, yeah. Um, no, if he was in an action film and somebody shot him, I think I'd cheer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's been in some pretty roles. I don't know. So, well, okay, so, you know, roughly 2000 written by Richard Curtis, you know, um, well, he's written lots of things, but Blackadder, et cetera, et cetera. So, so there's a scene in it where Rick, I nearly said Rick Mayle for there for a minute. Oh, what's his name? Perfect. Alan Rickman, you know, the, the, the German out of um, Die Hard. So Alan Rickman goes up to a counter in a department store to, and he buys a, he wants to buy a necklace. 
so you know it's a it's a gold chain with a with a, a heart shaped pendant, and the guy serving is Rowan Atkinson, and so Ro- Rowan Atkinson says, you know, I'm going to help you. He said, yeah, I'm interested in the necklace. Great, very good. Would you like it gift wrapped? And so he puts the necklace in a box and puts the lid on the box. Then he gets out a bag and he goes, oh, I don't, I don't need a bag. Oh, oh, Rowan Eggerson says, it's so much more than a bag. And he fills it full of roses and lavender and a stick of cinnamon, right? And, and then he goes and puts it in a gift box. So the necklace is in a box, in a bag full of, you know, sweet smelling <laughs> stuff, then goes in another box. But the line that just these kind of companies remind you, what reminded me of that was, but, you know, Philip, Tesla, Peloton, it's so much more than just a bag. Not to me. It's so much more to it than just, well, yeah, but maybe not to you. But that's my point is the view <laughs> is you're buying more than just an exercise bike with a tablet or a battery car or whatever it is, you know. Does that make sense? Yes. I just don't buy into that. Well, it doesn't this come down to, yeah, how you feel. You've got a Tesla. Um, you've not got a car. You've got a Tesla. Oh, that's about buying it, yes. I'm thinking about invest- making money out of the thing as an investment. Yeah, but don't you think it's all tied up in that? The, the whole approach is such that if you buy into the brand, you know, it's like Apple, isn't it? You know, why would you buy a phone for a thousand pounds when you can buy a phone for a hundred pounds? I don't. That's the reason why. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> I know you don't, but <laughs> lots of people do. Yeah, I know. And so it's the only about, difference is Apple makes money out of that phone, whereas Tesla loses money on every car. No, no, but um, it, is, it is a good point about whether you're the customer. Their model is basically trying to brand like Apple, hoping they can get that level of loyalty that they can get multiple sales that maybe one day, hopefully, change their business model so they can actually make a profit. Yeah, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, when you're looking at that example of, you know, you buy whatever phone you buy for £100, what you're saying is the Apple phone is then 90% more value in that phone than the other phone. Well, the guy that's buying it obviously thinks so because he bought it. Well, yeah, but I think on the face of it, they can't be, right? They simply can't be. But the person thinks that, that that's the case. Well, they are. But it is because they're paying for it. So therefore, they are, as, because they've handed over their whole card, hard, cold cash, it is worth that because that's for the market price because the market has bought it. Right. So are we in a situation at the moment where, you know, these technology companies are overpriced I'm not saying by 90% in that example, but are they overpriced because people are prepared to pay extra for what they perceive to be technology? Technology and growth, yes, I think people do because they're very difficult to measure and they're difficult to work out what that value is. And you can often see with many of these technology companies, as soon as they don't hit their growth targets, their stock price wobbles big time. Yeah, I guess that's true. Keith, have you got a view on these, let's class them as the not-so-techie companies? 
as you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, in, in my mind, there seemed something um, more, uh, let's say, uh, that, that Peloton was uh, or had a, had perhaps had a large, you know, larger market than Uber, for example. But uh, maybe they are more similar than I than than I was think than I thought. When you say market, uh, do you mean subscribers? I do because yeah, yeah, because Peloton are on are supplying the kit um, at a substantial markup. You know, it's, I guess it's an equivalent of a an Apple iPhone. But it's also a subscription service, and I don't know enough about their pricing. But uh, I know that their that they've been uh, their subscriptions have and and products have gone beyond the bike. Are you talking about the fact they're doing now non bike related fitness? Yes, stuff. A technical term. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's almost a um, a remote instructor, you know, right? Which I guess at the moment is really helpful because I was just reading their numbers. They were published the first year after they went uh, public, so ending June uh, twenty nineteen, their sales grew one hundred percent to nine hundred and fifteen million dollars uh, from four hundred and thirty five million dollars. But their net losses widened to $245 million from a net loss of $47 million. So although they're growing, they're not necessarily getting in the economies of scale that you should be getting. When you grow, you should be getting your profit margin. You sh- your losses should be shrinking, not growing. Yeah, and I guess that, that comes back to quite a fundamental question of will it ever money? I mean, I, as you guys know, I listen to Invest Talk and the podcast they do. And the guy, Steve Priestley, says there, he, when people ring into their show and he, they talk about a particular ticker or stock, he'll quite often say, oh, these guys don't make money. And they've never made money. And he'll say, as you know, I don't invest in companies that don't make money. As simple as that sounds, it's really, really good advice because at some point they should make money as you said now for that particular business it might be have a different break-even point beyond a certain number of subscribers or whatever but it suggests if they're not making money now that their cost base is too high to start with right make money so yeah Yeah. i mean i think when you look at those technology companies i mean i'm not going to sit here and and say you know this company makes money and that make, make that particular company doesn't make money but you look at apple you look at Microsoft, those guys make money. Mm. And they make good money, I think. And you look at the likes of Tesla at the moment, they don't make a lot of money, I don't think. They've started to, haven't they? They don't make mm. a lot. Yeah. I'm wondering if Peloton might be a sounder bet than Netflix. Whoa, 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 whoa. Explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you think about it, they're both supply supplying a uh, they're both content providers, 
with Peloton, you they're supplying the initial hardware that we think they're probably making quite a bit of money on. But effectively, both Netflix and Peloton are content providers. But I imagine the content that Peloton are putting out is much cheaper to produce than the Netflix content. And probably uh, demands or commands as... Uh, the same kind of, uh, the same kind of price. Uh, maybe, uh, the, the market's larger for Netflix, uh, for people to sit and, uh, watch a film than it is to, uh, sit, sit and watch a video of, uh, somebody riding a bike. <laughs> but the content, the content that Peloton produces, I'm sure is much cheaper to produce than Netflix. Yeah. I like, I like the idea. I do. I guess, again, it comes down to, you know, subscribers, doesn't it? Because for that, it's probably the price per subscriber. I'm going to start sounding like I'm going to create a business case now, but do you know what I mean? You're talking about price per subscriber has got to come down to, you know, even if you spend £10 million on our $10 million on a, on a Netflix series or whatever they spend on it, if you've got a cheaper price per subscriber than Peloton, you win, right? I, th- I think the, the, the point is, is that, you know, creating that content that they've, that they've, they're kind of forced to continue to do is a dear do. You know, you, you see the budgets of the, of, of, of the films, uh, you know, the, the budgets are enormous for a lot of these films, aren't they? The big, uh, Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think that's I think it's an interesting interesting point, definitely. But but I think you've got to be convinced with these guys that are up and up and coming. And I don't I don't know what the what's what's the market cap on Peloton at the moment. Mac, Mac, yeah, the FT is saying the market cap is thirty one point eight billion US dollars. Okay. FT. So yeah, so so it's so it's a fraction of the size of Netflix at two hundred and this is this is two hundred and twenty six billion at the moment. But having said that, you know, as, as we as we said, if if Peloton can get enough subscribers, surely their business model should be that they make, you know, as, as Keith said, you got you got a, a cheaper product. You only need one offering because um, it's cheaper to produce. Yeah, one in structure to to um, sell to all of them at once. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Knowing, knowing Keith's um, ability to stock pick, should we be shorting Peloton? No, he said yes. <laughs> he said he said go long, so I'm going short. <laughs> Keith, yeah, he's gone long Peloton. <laughs> so, uh, did we want to cover any more? Uh, uh, I was going to say African stocks, American stocks, before we move on. <laughs> I was going to bring up a Chinese or Hong Kong stock That's and it. financial just to bring out the point where even in what you think is tech, there can be a lot of politics involved. This was a company that was a sort of uh, spun or trying to be spun out of Alibaba, which is the equivalent of um, sort of uh, Alphabet and Google of uh, China. And, um, and they were doing um, uh, FinTech. So this is uh, sort of financial tech. Uh, online uh, uh, 
lending and credit cards and that nature. And what they found was because of politics, the day before they were going to list, they were told they're not listing. And you might find that certain tech companies might find there's a political backlash in bits of the world. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the finer points of, of quite, but it was Jack, Jack Ma, wasn't it, who was fronting? Yes, he was the founder of Alibaba and uh, Ank Financial. Yeah, and I guess you've got a lot of people had um, said they were going to buy the stock because it was going for... Oh, yeah. They were even trading. They were even short uh, people trading it on the um, uh, futures market, and then they had to untrade it because there was no actual future. Yeah, so I guess it's a health warning with... Well, it's a health warning with any IPO, isn't it? When you when you're going to list something, what what are you what are you buying, and are they going to make any money? The initial public offering is, and again, it's interesting because you know I said about the investor guys, that they they warn they sort of warn that don't buy IPOs, let the company mm-hmm. do its thing for a while, and let the the owners or the people that have got stock skin in the game, you know they'll get. The, the option to exercise their rights after 18 months or something and maybe sell some stock and then you find out what the real price is yes that's true I've heard that from a few other people as well we'll say uh, thank you to Philip and of course Keith and we'll see you next time hi I'm Gary thanks for listening to the investment cuddle I hope you enjoyed our discussion on tech companies we've decided to hold it there for this episode because we talked quite a bit more on UK tech companies and US tech companies. So we thought we would bring that into another episode. So that will be available next month. So thanks for listening. If you get a chance to rate or review us on Podbean or your chosen podcast app, that would be fantastic. And we'll see you next time. This program has been presented for information and educational purposes only. None of the information or content of the program is to be taken as an offer, opinion or recommendation by the program's hosts or guests to buy or sell securities, nor is it intended to provide legal, tax, accounting, commercial or financial advice. Opinions and comments are based on information from sources believed to be reliable. All investing involves risk as prices go up or down based on a number of factors. Always consider consulting a financial professional before investing.